This is WMNF Tampa. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Hi, I'm Annie Ellis, and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guests are Kitty Wallace and Lena Young Green, and we're going to talk about community gardens and all things attached to that. If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org, and we will read it on the air. And today... Um, at the Sustainable Living Show, uh, we are we bring conversations with local experts on sustainable ideas. And uh, today, uh, with our wonderful guest, uh, we have answering the calls as Clark and working the boards is Mr. Bill Grace. And Kenny is very missed today. He's off uh, with his carnivorous plants at a July Fourth event at at Webster Flea Market. But we will be really happy to see him back next week because he does all the work. <laughs> well, you got to do a little bit of exercise I today. Know. I have to read the emails and uh, do the phones and all that stuff, and I'm usually just here for entertainment. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, today I'm really excited about this. Uh, we have uh, talking about the community gardens because this is just such a wonderful thing for the world really it just involves everybody if you get involved so this uh we have kitty wallace and lena young green in the studio today in person which is lovely that <laughs> doesn't happen i know <laughs> good to be here. it's so good to have you and i want to talk about you guys first i want to tell everybody all some wonderful things about you because you are you're just fantastic and they do so much for the community so kitty wallace is a graduate of the university of florida she's a retired educator it's past president of the Tampa Garden Club. She is garden coordinator of Tampa Heights Community Garden, co-founder of the Coalition of Community Gardens, Tampa Bay. She was named Inspired Gardener by the Florida Federation of Garden Clubs for her work with community gardens. This summer, she teaches two youth gardening classes at the Tampa Heights Junior Civic Association Summer Program and is working with the Healthy 22nd Street Garden Initiative. And Lena, Lena Young-Green, is a longtime community activist. She was residing in Tampa, Florida. She worked for the state of Florida for almost 20 years, where she assisted in passage of many laws and state policies for community improvement which we're going to talk about today for sure. Uh, she has dedicated many years towards enhancing the quality of life for citizens and served as a member of the Citizens Advisory Committee with the Hillsborough Planning Commission's HPC, Comprehensive Planning, among others. Lena's has also worked with the HPC to create the Tampa Heights Neighborhood Plan, which was the first in the city of Tampa to be ratified by Tampa City Council and signed by the mayor. She is founder of the award-winning Tampa Heights Community Garden, and along with Kitty Wallace, is co-founder of the Coalition of Community Gardens Tampa Bay. Wow. 
That's a lot. You guys do a lot of stuff. Well, what's the point of sitting still? I guess. I guess. I know that. Y'all just make me tired thinking about this. I'm not kidding. So welcome to the program. You know, I'm just thrilled that you're here, really. Well, we're glad to be yeah, here. We're glad to, to talk about here. community gardens. There's yeah. just so much uh, that makes sense about community gardening that we want to make sure that people understand that those community gardens are available in the West Central Florida area, the Coalition of Community Gardens has as its mission to support and extend community gardening throughout the region. And we do that through sharing knowledge and resources and uh, working to establish policies that are um, beneficial for community gardens. Yeah, that's important, right, what you just said. You established policies. I want to start it uh, back to y'all are both the founding members of the Tampa Heights Community Garden. So tell me about how that all came about, please. Well, the Tampa Heights Community Garden actually originated with our neighborhood plan that yes. we, Tampa Heights, started working with in Late 1990s. Late, late 1990s. <laughs> wow. See, that's why they have to work so hard. So some things take time. <laughs> Very much time. <laughs> took yeah. us four years to get that finally completed with the neighborhood passing it and um, planning commission signing off on it being uh, in, in compliance with the uh, comprehensive plan. The uh, city council ratifying it and signed by the, by the mayor. <clears throat> but in that plan all the way back then, our residents identified that one of the things, one of their desires was that we have community gardens in Tampa Heights. I think that's fantastic that they recognize that that would be a wonderful thing to have because I don't think everybody thinks of that. You know what I mean? Like, I really believe that that is what has livened up that area so much. I mean, it really has. Yeah, the benefits of our community garden has been more than myself as one of the founders mm -hmm. and one of the persons always involved with the planning. Right. The benefits that have come from that garden and other gardens have been beyond more than we had anticipated. It's unbelievable. I will tell you. It really is. It's <laughs> how it just draws the world to that yes. to those areas and how everybody can then relate to each other. It makes it a common ground, literally a common ground where people can relate to each other. Right. Uh, you know, now you said that took four years to get that plan. Then, how long did it take to get that <laughs> garden started? Because I know that took a while. <laughs> well, the plan was a part of a lot of stakeholders. And um, while we were working on the other pieces, we made sure all the stake stakeholders did not forget that gardening was one of our desires of the neighborhood. Okay, what do you mean by stakeholders? <laughs> stakeholders mean residents. Oh, okay. Um, property owners, so non, the city, non-profits, right? Non-profits, uh -huh. businesses, okay, governments, all that it takes to make a community. Yeah. So okay. they they are stakeholders. Yeah. And bringing all of those together and making sure they remember what the neighborhood wrote in their plan was very important. You were their little tap on the shoulder to keep them alert. Constantly. I'm sure you were, Lena. Yes, I'm I was kidding. that annoying thing yeah, that sure. like, here she comes yeah. again. Y'all buzz, buzz, buzz around them all the time. That's funny. And so now uh, that took, so that was four years doing it. And then how long did it take from that moment 
to actually get that garden going? I mean, how long, how many, what did you have to do? You had to go before the city council a lot of times and talk to them about stuff. And, you know, both of y'all can jump in on this too. So, well, seven years later, it was 2010. Seven years. 2010. 2010. Wow. Lucky number seven. Uh-huh. Kitty and I happened to connect. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's when that happened. Right. Yes. I was connecting in oh. from the garden club side right. because I was bored with a bunch of talking about gardening. I hear you, Kitty. And, <laughs> and I'm I was like, garden when are we going <laughs> to go garden? So I, uh, the National Garden Club promotes a particular project every okay. two years that goes out into, you know, all the garden clubs. And so this particular year was about getting out into the community and uh, working with uh, the community to establish a garden. And um, so I said, well, this sounds like a great, great idea. Yeah, Let me figure this out. So I started reaching out and, um, you know, Lena and I bumped into each other and it was just exactly what the Tampa Heights uh, Junior Civic Association was in the process of doing. And yeah. I was like, well, I can jump in here and, right. I, you know, I can help. So You knew the background of how to manage that to get yeah. that moving forward. So uh, yeah. One of the things I want to tell you, that's a funny story that I repeat okay. all the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is that when we met Kitty, one of our stakeholders, Metropolitan Ministries, they were a part of our, our plan and they knew that our plan was to make our garden. And Kitty happened to visit with them and indicated that the Gar- Tampa Garden Club was interested in helping communities make uh, be, uh, yes. develop their gardens. When I met Kitty, they referred her to us, met Kitty, and we were talking about the plans for the ordinance with the city, which was necessary before we even started gardens. Yes. In order to put gardens on public property. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about all the plans and going to visit each of the city council members and talking to everyone. And Kitty was really at that time quite, quite fiery. I would say irritated. <laughs> I, I was like jumping in my seat. I'm like, okay, these are more people talking about yes, gardening. Exactly. Like, what? More talking. I, I was getting I landed into that, here. Right? <laughs> and Kitty said, I have my shovel, my seeds, and everything else in my car. I'm ready to dig into <laughs> so the ground. Go. What are we doing, talking? <laughs> and we are talking about having to go and get an ordinance passed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's the sluggishness <laughs> yes. of the whole government system that it takes so long to get it done. Thank goodness you guys were those little buzzing <laughs> flies around their heads that kept stinging them once in a while. Well, it was it was an amazing process to go through three city council workshops, mm-hmm. two or three meetings, and um, individual meetings with individual city council members to let them understand that community gardening is actually good for the community. There was... <laughs> There was a lot of, uh, you know, like they thought that would it was be. like would be like a bad thing, yeah. and um, so we, you know, eventually they did pass the ordinance, and then yeah. we could start the garden. So we started planning in March of 2010, and then the garden opened in uh, the summer of 2011. Yeah, I want to tell y'all a little story. So okay, so I'm driving down 275, which I don't like to do very much because I just prefer human roads, you know, and so uh, but. I, 
I took a look over to my right as I'm going around that big curve, mm-hmm. and I saw your garden. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, because, you know, I've been a gardener my whole life, really, and I'm kind of oldish. So uh, I, I went, oh, my God. So I turned off the road mm-hmm. and went through that neighborhood mm-hmm. till I found it. Yes. I'm not kidding. No, that's Either right. No, I, uh, we've counted the number of people just when we're there that show up that do and that? say, I found you. Yes. yes. It's like number. 25 or so gardeners yeah. have it was people amazing because yeah. I was I looked over there and I was just like astounded because there was this harp watering thing <laughs> yeah, that y'all have is a sculpture yes. harp and I went yes. wait a minute this is really interesting <laughs> so uh, that's that was my beginning with you guys and I, I tried to join your garden I did join your yes, garden I gave yes. you money uh, on the on the tour the the uh, the home tour for uh, t- uh, Tampa Heights. Annie came through, and um, you know she she le- lent us her um, iron. Uh, oh, I gave it to you. Uh, whatever. What, what kind it was of a bird rooster? Is it? it was a rooster. A rooster. Yeah, yes, it was a metal rooster. sculpture, and, and it's in Miss Joyce's garden now. Oh, she keeps it in good. her garden. <laughs> very good. So well, taken you, care of. Good. We, we well, had so much fun and such a wonderful response from the community oh, yeah. right away. I mean, we started with like seventeen gardens. That's kind of a lot now. When we talk to other uh, community groups that are interested in starting a community garden, we encourage people to start small, small so they can be very successful right. and don't get, you know, overworked, which, you know, on, on occasion happens in a garden. Especially with a lot weeding of physical, days. Yeah. yeah, work. But we started with 17 gardens, and within three months, we had so many people on the waiting list, we added 15 more gardens. So it wasn't long before we were up to 75 gardens. Yeah, 75 now. That was yes. going to be my question. Wow. And uh, is it hard to get in or, you know, because I know that no. people, okay, so people it's easy. C- float in and float out. Sometimes yes. you have people that have been there a long time, but then you have other right. people that. Yes. And some people think they're going to have the time. And right. we, we we meet with each perspective gardener and we talk through, you know, the logistical issues right. of logistical. how often do mm-hmm. you need to come to take care of your garden mm-hmm. and what happens if you don't kind right. of thing. Right. But, right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I didn't because I have a huge garden at home. Yes. I mean, I have a ton of garden stuff at my house, and it's right. easy. I just go out in my bathrobe. Yes. You know? <laughs> and you don't need to drive. I don't have you to drive anywhere. So. But what I want to share is that that's the story of Tampa Heights yes. Community Garden. But there's so many more, there right, are Lena? many more. Yeah. And each garden and their team mm-hmm. decides how they want to manage their garden. Oh, that's interesting. So they make their yeah. own uh, exactly. w- list of yes. rules or whatever. Yes. So for our garden at Tampa, that garden mm-hmm. at Tampa Heights, we have individual plots and then we have communal plots. Okay. Individual, you get to plant what you want, take home or decide what you want to do with it. Communal plots are a group of people or an entity such as Metropolitan Ministries okay. having a, big, a bigger space and being able to either work together or take home their... their um, the fruits produce, of their labor, yeah. Uh, like Metropolitan Ministries, where their families there, they get to just decide oh. what they want to do. So that's the structure of our garden. Mm-hmm. However, there are other gardens that are entirely structured differently. And what's beautiful is a group of folks could get together and decide how and what they want to do with their, with their veggies and fruits. Some mm-hmm. gardens only grow in order to give away, to feed Oh, isn't that sweet? That's all. That's so sweet. And others will just 
have it that the individual gardeners mm-hmm. actually grow and and um, and produce their own products so their that they could cook it at yeah. home, which is absolutely different from the ones that you buy in the Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the the first time store. I ever tasted it, well, it was 50 years ago, but the first time I ever tasted an organic carrot, I was like, wait a minute, that other carrot tastes like wood. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think there's a difference here. It's so different. And especially not even just because it's organically grown, but it's immediately picked and, and it's ripened on the stem, mm-hmm. you know? And your own spirit oh. and inner self oh. and hands in the soil have oh. been put into that right. that produce. And when you taste it, you're tasting something of yourself so as well. So the love is there. All Absolutely. The love. Oh, Absolutely. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love that. Now, I, I've been over there quite a few times, and I just it's just marvelous, y'all. Uh, but I, I know that... Like you had this, the garden beds, you have the raised beds and such, but you also built a greenhouse. And I was very impressed with that whole situation. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, let me just say that um, we, ha- we have people who love to give in our community garden. Aww. And I would think that that is very true about other community gardens. People get together, uh, like for instance, Plant City Commons Community Garden. They have an a electrical guy and he's just looking for things to do. And he, <laughs> Give him something stuff. electric. He builds right? stuff and he, you know, puts electric <laughs> signs on it that, you know, the arms wave back and forth. Oh, and, I love it. Uh, you know, so it's just an example of people come to be, belong to the community garden and there's now over 25 community gardens in Hillsborough County. That's amazing. And probably more than 25 in Pinellas County. Um, and for the whole coalition of community gardens which is offering this networking between gardens not every garden is really a part of the coalition unless we happen to catch up with them or they catch up with us because it's not a it's not a, a requirement membership right? thing it's yeah. not a specific requirement thing it's mm-hmm. just a sharing of information and resources and networking and people what gardeners love a lot is going to see other people's gardens. Yes, and you see, learn a lot from and, that. And see what they're doing. And so we have quarterly meetings. And so we have those meetings at each other's gardens. And the last quarterly meeting was at the university area, uh, Harvest Hope Garden, which is really a magnificent garden. Where is that? It is um, just north of Fletcher and just west of 22nd Street, but it's part of the university area complex. The garden itself is about three blocks west of the community center, which is on 22nd Street, because the garden belongs to a park there called Harvest Hope, but it's under the auspices of the university area uh, CDC. So they have... they've. Uh, arrange their garden in such a way so that the the community, the neighbors that live close by, can participate. And um, m- much of the those neighbors are working full time, watching kids, very busy, can't come and take care of a garden plot themselves, but oh. they can come regularly. So they have open garden on Fridays, and the um, residents are, are come to understand, you know, how the system is. They come and they work, and they get to take food home. <laughs> because oh. it's a really wonderfully producing garden. The um, university area 
community CDC has um, a staff person that actually keeps the garden maintained. So oh, it's how wonderful! It, it is. They are producing a lot of food. So wow. when when the community comes in on Friday mornings, there's a lot to take advantage of, and that's a special. Uh, way that they've organized because that meets the needs of their community. Yeah, exactly what you were talking about. It's yes. like each garden and yes. each space has their own list of needs yep. uh, and so that's how y'all figure it out. Let me uh, do that reintroduction. I'm terrible about not doing this. I get so excited about the show. <laughs> so let me do it. Um, I'm Annie Ellis and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guests are Kitty Wallace and Lena Young-Green about community gardens. If you want to be part of the conversation, give Give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on the air. Is there anything I need to pay attention to, Bill? Nothing? No, you're commanding the show very well. Well, there, okay. Right? Thank you very much. <laughs> I wanted to say something because you reminded me earlier, you said... Um, uh, they'll go over there and do the work, and then they get to take some of the produce. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Sweetwater kind of a mm-hmm. thing situation. So it's like they will work for food, basically. Right. So they don't own a plot, but they right. go over there and do stuff. But, but the, the, the but thing that theirs. happens with people getting together is, yeah. is the community part it that is. happens. They get to know each other. Right. They get to make relationships. Somebody's kid plays well with somebody else's kid, right. and they didn't even know they lived around the corner. And, yeah. you know, these things just emerge it because expands of that opportunity for people mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. For free on Friday morning, and you know, learn about gardening. Right, right. Can you tell me about the uh, greenhouse? Because you know, I love that oh. greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Our greenhouse is a very unique greenhouse. It is. Um, we are in his, uh, Tampa Heights is the first historic neighborhood. Okay, suburb of the city of Tampa. First settled in 1880s. Early 1880s. And so our neighborhood still represents much of those historic aspects, brick streets, um, houses that are over 100 years old, old church, former church buildings. Yes. That's Tampa Heights. So we had uh, our community garden is made up of residents plus anyone else who wants to come and join as long as we have a space. Basically, we the committee that runs it is um, Tampa Heights residents, mm-hmm. not necessarily residents in um, families, but also business residents. Okay, we have one of our, of our original um, members, who is John Tennyson and Vivian Salago. Oh, they're the best! Awesome, they are awesome, the best people. Awesome. Yes, and um, they were renovating a, a, a historic church. Yes. That was going to become a, a apartment, and um, and they took out the windows instead of destroying them. Instead y'all. of destroying them, yeah, they're historic preservationists. Yes, they are. That building was built in 1911, mm-hmm. and they stored those windows away. Okay, for ten years. And then you appeared. And then we, well, they're a part of everything that we do. They're an integral part. They are part. the best, I know. And we decided, among, <laughs> including them, that we would build a greenhouse. Uh-huh. And the greenhouse has an aquaponic system. And we did this structure, and they went to the ware- went to the warehouse, pulled out all those old windows. It took us a year it's to incredible. refurnish each of those windows yeah. Yeah. with a lot of love and attention, yes. volunteer time, yes. very much caring. And we restored those windows, took out the woods that were bad and put in glass, new glass where it was missing. 
and that's our it's incredible. Now. You guys <laughs> ought to go to the website and check that out. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible, uh, really. And then you were saying something about hydroponics. So, I mean, not everybody knows uh, what that means. And so, y'all have a fish tank in there. And then what? The aquaponics system. Aquaponics. We really. love that as well. Again, another one of our dedicated uh, gardeners. Right. They actually have the expertise and knowledge about doing all that. Uh-huh. And just like Kitty referred to, gardeners are made up of all kinds of great people. Skill levels are high on, yes, on a lot. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And then bring the passion and love to it. Yes. That just makes it. So we decided that we needed an aquaponic system. <laughs> we needed it. Well, let me say we decided. Let me just back up a moment. <laughs> Maybe there'd be one person in this room Lena, that says Lena we. went to visit her, her son, who is a political science professor in one of the colleges around Atlanta. So she goes to visit him and sees this aquaponic system that Georgia Tech students and were we maintaining. Needed it. And, we and, needed it. and it was, you know, it was just so inspirational. She's like, we need to do this. It really so, is yeah. Okay, so now, now the reality is. Okay. <laughs> so we got to work and we have this team that we bring ideas together yes. and we evaluate them sure. and we decided whether it's good and if it's good, let's all Absolutely. do it. Yeah. And we get these awesome volunteers that are so willing to come and help yeah. us. It's just and then they thing. learn something new too, yeah, which so is we, we partner with the university students, oh, right. and you see what you see them open their eyes. They're not; they they, they've never been exposed yes, to anything they're like this. Like, oh yeah. my! It, it did. We had a lot of help from the University of Tampa as well as USF students. Mostly, University of Tampa students could come on Friday mornings, and we had a standard Friday morning assembly line working those windows. It took over eight hours. Oh, I'm sure for each window. To I have a hundred year old house those. too, but so we I get did it. win uh, Hillsborough County President. Reservation Award for our work with Look the windows. You. Yeah, so uh, so our aquaponic garden is there as two 275-gallon uh, intermediate bulk containers, IBC containers with fish in them. and uh, Tilapia, right? Tilapia uh, and a, a grow bed, a uh, floating yeah. grow bed where growing lettuce. So, well, so that means that uh, they're hooked up to a system that's being fed by the water that the fish are in, which have fertilized it, and that's yes. going into the tubes that you have then have the lettuce in yeah. in the greenhouse to grow. Right? We have three it's- filtering systems that the water goes through, so it's not just... Just, you know, so yeah, it's straight. Has, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, nutrient rich, but not, you know, so unacceptably. <laughs> one of the things that we Nicely do is said. we have the children. It's important that oh, the children okay. be a part of all of this. Yes. yes. Because we are the Tampides Junior Civic Association okay. and the children must learn. So our children start at first grade all the way to high school. Oh. But one of the beautiful things with the aquaponic system is in that building, in the greenhouse, there's all level of, levels of STEM. Science, yes. technology. That's right. Yes. And so when they look at how that system is set up, right. how, the, how the, the, the water is divided, separated with the filters, right. how one, the heavier um, from the, the, from the water of yeah. the, from the fish mm-hmm. goes outside to the compost system, mm-hmm. the ones with the lesser amount of, of, of waste mm-hmm. goes into the grow beds that grows the plant. 
comes out back, it filters again, then goes back into the fish tanks. Oh, so it recycles back in. I didn't yes. even know that. Yes, I didn't realize that. It uses that. less than 3% the amount of water to grow the amount of vegetables that we are growing in this aquaponic system mm. compared to a traditional growing system in a ground under the sun. Yeah. That's incredible. Yes. That's incredible. So, so we're talking about sustainable <laughs> agriculture here. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I noticed that you guys, uh, when you said that, I was thinking, you made science fun. So that was that made it fun for them. So they're getting some uh, education in another area that yeah. they didn't even know they were getting. But, you know, I noticed that y'all are doing a, a lot of things like that. Like you have a solar uh, panels there. You have, uh, you have, like you said, you mentioned you have all these uh, major compostings. You have um, a, you have built an uh, education center, which is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, y'all thank you. Been there. I went <laughs> Again, there for the opening John of John Tennyson and Vivian Salaga designed the new educational pavilion that we have. It took us three years to raise the money and get everything squared away, but we, we, we did accomplish it last year thanks to all the efforts of all the people that yeah, are involved. Lots of contribution, it donation, and time. And time. Volunteers, yep. the volunteers, yes. volunteers. It's really gorgeous. You guys have <laughs> got to you. go to the website and check it out because they had a an opening and a, a dinner and so on, and yeah. it was just beautiful. It really, Thank really you. was. I loved it so much. But I don't want to go get too far because I love your garden so much. <laughs> but there's so many other gardens. Right, oh, right. but I do want to mention that um, that the Tampa Heights Community Garden has twice been named the best garden in Florida and tied for best garden in the South. That's right. By the National Garden Club Incorporated, and uh, that more than 300 residents have been part of that garden. So I just wanted to tell the people the accolades that y'all have gotten as well deserved that you have Thank gotten. You. But I want to also talk about the coalition. Mm-hmm. So Please if y'all want to, yeah, bring that up because we want to get that in. And you know, the 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 show runs away from us. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, so um, before our garden was in place, Seminole Heights Garden. Yes, they have is, a beautiful yes, situation. It's probably the oldest garden in our area mm-hmm. that we know of. There are probably at some that, that we did not know at that time. And we were able to do the things that we um, were able to do because Seminole, Seminole and their leadership in their gardens were so helpful to us. So they went before you, so they were yes. able to, to share their expertise yes. with you. Sem- Seminole Heights Seminole is Heights our big awesome. sister. That's yeah. nice. And, uh, and so as we look at other gardens now, we get to help them with making sure their gardens mm-hmm. are, of, uh, are, are completed and sustainable. One of the big things in gardening, which we were able to address when Kitty came with all her resources from the Garden Club, right. was that we were told, do not put the first plant in the ground until you figure out your watering exactly. system. Exactly. That was so smart. So important. So important. It's got to, like you said, we were just talking earlier, and they said, you just can't dig a hole and put a plant in and expect it to go. There's a lot of things around that that's got to be in place for right. it to happen. And so that's the role the Coalition of Community Gardens plays. Mm-hmm that when we hear people who are interested, we're able then, based on our experiences and based on uh, the knowledge that we've gained and uh, others that are available, we're able to tell and help communities to actually do the things that are necessary first in order to make sure their gardens are successful. And that's a big role that the coalition plays. 
Yes, we look to each of our community gardens that are successful as being a mentor for new gardens coming up. And we um, looked at the forming the coalition of community gardens specifically around the issue that we saw so many communities starting a garden. Mm -hmm. This would be in the 2012, 13, 14 area. And and the fail rate was about 50%. People were starting. Yes, people, we were looking back. It was about 2014, we were looking back at the gardens that had started. We were crossing out. Oh, this one's gone, this one's gone, this one. So we said, you know, that's a shame. They, they went through all the time and effort to get the, the garden started, right. and now it's so disappointing. So Lena and I decided that we would just meet with, all the, with the five gardens that had been in existence for three or four years oh, successfully. Okay. And we just asked ourselves the question, you know, Look, look at the situation of a 50% fail rate. Look at the situation where we've been able to be successful. Mm-hmm. Is there something that we can do together as a coalition of gardens? We didn't even have the name coalition, but right. as a group of garden, successful gardens that we could help each other right. and help new gardens. And we decided that we had just about enough energy to do that. <laughs> You and dig deep, though. I know. As much as they, no, she says that, but I'm telling you, these women, they dig deep and they so, just bound yeah, we, we had to ask that question because, you know, uh, our, our families are not expecting us to just die in the garden one day from well, It wouldn't be a bad place to go. Expenditure of energy. But yes, so uh, that's what we did. And in 2016, we formalized the, the uh, coalition yeah. and uh, we've been meeting quarterly. We had a few glitches there during the... COVID. The COVID, but yeah. yeah, we're back to meeting at, at the gardens. Well, I have an uh, email, actually, from Super. Charlotte Hillman. Okay. Yeah. She <laughs> says, uh, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Kitty last week to talk about how to get a community garden started in Port Tampa. With her guidance and knowledge, we're looking forward to bringing a similar program to the residents of our area. Great. Go south of Gandy. Yes. Great. You S-O-G. Know, Let's go. That's SOG. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I'm so thrilled that this is happening because see they've been talking about this for years right and one person will bring it like you said they bring it forward and maybe it fails and it makes them sad and so they don't they lose the wind out of their sails right so now when when you have this great information about these are the key yes. components yes. Right. that you need important. to meet mm-hmm. to be able to make your garden work and, and we followed those um, guidelines from the American Community Gardening Association oh, okay there's that so that is a 40 year plus organization that has um, been helping the uh, cities co- communities throughout the nation and they have a conference every year so the the coalition is a part of the American Community Gardening Association and we've presented there before oh. actually so uh, we may be presenting again this year in October we'll see if we where do they have that this one's going to be in New Orleans oh so, you so should go pl- to New Orleans to home. that's yeah. a fun place we'll that's my favorite see. town but it, it, the point being they have developed a very a uh, great set of guidelines, and we followed them to the T of developing our garden in Tampa Heights, and therefore we can say, you know, these are important steps. You do not want to, pit, you know, miss step over any of these. So yeah. we feel that. Helpful. I do want to clarify though that gardening is very unique to where you are. Exactly. So there are some things that the that might be in the, that information 
that we know have to apply to our local areas. Yes. Right. So we have experts like Rick Martinez who will guide us He's directly the, such through a lovely man. what happens in our area exactly. and what plants to plant at what time what when time? the garden goes to sleep. Yes. And don't worry about trying to garden That's except right. for a few gardens, except for a few veggies. And then when to wake it up, get the soil prepared. Uh-huh. So that's important as well, putting the two things together. Yeah. Right. What we get from the national level, but what actually happens. It, you know, it's funny. New Orleans, uh, I got uh, a Miraton. Miraton is a, uh, a chayote squash, and it was uh, regional to New Orleans. And uh, they thought they lost it because it was uh, the two hurricanes back to back. It's a backyard garden. Oh, okay. Gar- or gardener's uh, fruit. Uh-huh. And so they found, they found one on the Gulf Coast, and they started renewing that for New Orleans. It's a stuff, Miraton is a big thing over there. Uh-huh. And um, so anyway, I found the guy in Mobile, Alabama, and I got uh, a couple of plants, and I've been growing them for two years. But what you were talking about is New Orleans is not Tampa. Exactly. So I had to, I put one in the sun, I put one in the shade to see what would happen. And um, they do better in a little bit more shade here. Because it's way hotter here. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is okay. that, yeah, you get the information, but then you know right. the people that are local and they can give you the local scoop on what to do. Right. So important. Yes, yeah. very, very important. These are all the little pieces that we need to, as the Coalition of Community Garden Gardens, we are able to supply and, and provide that kind of information mm-hmm. and actual support. We have what we call um, for the 22nd Health, Health 22nd street demonstration garden and project we have people who we call garden coaches oh very and good we'd love to share that i know the time is moving no, no, we on. have a little bit yes yeah, we got plenty but, of time go ahead <laughs> lena but we'd love to share what that means yeah um, we were able to work with another stakeholder mm-hmm. the metropolitan planning planning organization that submitted a grant for us, with us, as mm-hmm. a part of uh, the partnership, to the Etna Foundation and the National Association of Health, health, uh, public health, mm-hmm. and we actually won. $10,000 a few years ago, which was seed money, along with 49 others throughout the nation to develop this healthiest city county challenge. Now, project. Is, is that the building that you guys built? Uh, no, that's a different a different thing. Yeah, this okay. was the project. Oh, okay. And um, along with our partners, that included the city of Tampa, the Heartline, um, the Planning Commission, Department uh, of Health. Department and what did y'all health. do with that money? Good question. We did an off- awesome thing with that money. With those partners, we were able to take that ten thousand dollar investment mm-hmm. and actually grew it to almost three hundred thousand. With all that was what? was produced with the, those funds from the seed, you grew that. Yes. Wow. Uh, we then were in competition with each other again for a next layer, uh-huh. which we came in uh, second place. We actually came in first, but the the what happened? The Somebody people they just didn't know that we were the first. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. They didn't get the memo. They Is that what you're saying? The they just memo. missed. Yeah, they, they didn't count right. I don't know. But anyway, we came in runner up. That's still yeah. good. Uh, we got fifty thousand that time. A lot, but not a bad number. Right. And so with that, we thought that we needed to create this model. Uh huh. To 
be able to not only have individual groups be able to take their gardens and make it successful. Uh-huh. We wanted to plan a project, that entire model, that people in an entire neighborhood, or entire region, could pick up that model and replicate it. See, that's what's so places. great. It's like you guys are making such a good we're, base. Yes, for and we're everything. about to make history here oh, with yeah? this model because, as we've seen it develop, right here, and y'all, be, right here, <laughs> we've seen it develop. We've seen the response of the community. And we now have two other neighborhoods in the city of Tampa that are interested in, I'm getting chill bumps too, uh, two other neighborhoods that are interested in using this model to to engage their communities in in gardening. The, The point being, we came from the direction of the Tampa Heights Community Garden, which we all know is a wonderful garden, and we're like excited about community gardening. Sure. We go into this yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, that's really why you came here originally, but all of this is right. very key. We, we went, so we go into you know, looking at the health of our community. Yes. This grant from the Aetna Foundation was to improve the health of your community. So what is the health of our community? And we discover things like food deserts and things like uh, de- areas within the food deserts that are high incidence in chronic diseases. So mm-hmm. we pick that neighborhood that was the most food deserty and the most uh, high in chronic diseases. And we start there. And, and worked with those people, many, many meetings with many community organizations and community folks, and found out that our concept of a community garden was not what they really wanted. That's they, interesting. We, and we, for our first presentation, we're like, well, maybe we didn't just like communicate well enough. Of course, we love our community garden. Why didn't they love our community garden? Right. But it finally dawned on us that this is an area in which people are really busy. They don't want to walk somewhere to another community garden. They don't. What we understood from the two years of working in the community was they wanted to garden. Mm-hmm. They wanted to grow their own food. They may have remembered doing it with their parents or grandparents, but they didn't exactly know how to do it, but they wanted to do it in their front yard or their backyard. Right. They didn't want to have to go down the block. Is that the Robles Village Community Garden? No, it, it's actually called Healthy 22nd Street okay. Garden Initiative. Okay. And it's probably just making it onto our list of, of gardens. Let's see, do I have it even on here? Healthy probably. 22nd Healthy Street. Healthy 22nd Street. Yeah, if Go you, ahead, Lena. If you drive down 22nd Street, yeah. which is a very, very Long much road. used street between Dr. Martin Luther King and Hillsborough Avenue on the west side of the street... At Os, but just before between Chelsea and Osborne, you look to your left or to your right, depending which way you're going, you'll see a little garden sitting there on the edge of the sidewalk between the fence and the sidewalk. And that's our healthy 22nd demonstration. And that's, what are those two streets that you said, Osborne? Between Osborne and Chelsea. I'm going to go drive up right. on the uh, west side of the street. <laughs> and and the, the concept here is that it's a small garden. Uh-huh. It's there for the purpose of education. Right. It's, it's not the traditional community garden where everybody has a plot and blah, blah, blah. It is there for people to learn and we have gatherings there and we have educational programs there. And when we finish with our workshops, we always go to visit the garden and and it's because we have our... You mean the... 
Tampa Tampa Heights. Heights. No, no, no. Oh, the, no, the, the demonstration the healthy, garden. Oh, okay. Their, their garden is the Healthy 22nd okay. Street Demonstration Garden, and we meet there, and we visit the garden, and we have our educational programs, but they all have gardens now. 20 residents in that neighborhood have From their that. own gardens in we their own yards. Front yard gardens. Oh, or so, side yard so gardens. this is like their community gathering spot, but then they branched off and made their own little plot in well, front of their actually, house. We actually, we actually <laughs> from that, those dollars that we told you that we yes. won, we created an entire plan. Yes. And that plan in, included individuals, individual oh, garden That's so fantastic. So plot. you created some uh, raised beds in all front of these people's places? Well, we actually used 55-gallon um, food-grade drums, oh, yeah. barrels, so yeah. cut in half, flip over, and then you have two barrel gardens. Yeah. So we uh, built them on the model of earth boxes with the water reservoir at the bottom. Oh, and so the smart. So- because and the they didn't have the, the water access. Exactly. The yes. water is important. So, yeah. So these are, but in, in creating this model, mm-hmm. we were very deliberative and intentional in each of the pieces. Right. So now we have the 25 different individuals who are growing these in their yards. That's so great. We have garden coaches <laughs> that come around weekly on a base, come around on a weekly basis. Weekly? Oh, What's wow. happening? Oh, they what check do we in. have to do? Yeah, just to get them and keep them the going. assistance right? you need, right? Yeah. So now we're individuals are growing inside of their own homes and they are families, their children, their right. grandparents, they are doing this inside their own homes. Another piece of that was that we went to the schools and the schools also have their own um, barrel gardens. We have one at the police at the police station on 22nd, at the library on 24th and um, at the health centers at um, Tampa Family Health Center, the Hope Hope Center. Right, and, and the Advent, Advent, uh, Advent Health Clinic across the street. So these are our community partners. Right. Schools and... Uh, right. It all threads together in this perfect so it's tapestry. The, it's this model. Yeah. Yes. You know, we have a couple calls. Okay. Oh, and I have no idea how to do this. So <laughs> well, we're going to well, see what While you're get. figuring it out, let me say thank you to Charlotte for calling in or, or emailing in. It was delightful. I'm looking forward to working with your... Uh, Port, Port Tampa group and uh, de- helping develop your community garden. Let's see if Annie can figure out how to get these <laughs> e- no emails. Bill's so, do you want to introduce over. Seth? I would He's love going to be to. the sustainable living events oh, person? Our, oh, yeah. Seth is on the air. He's our uh, going to tell us about our events. So uh, please, Seth, uh, he, he's um, right there with us. Go ahead. I hadn't talked yeah. to you in a while. <laughs> Yes. Good morning. Andy. Good morning. Yeah. Great show. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, These are women. Yeah, so, wonderful uh, women. Just, yes. I uh, just want to go over a few uh, local events. Seems like uh, after this holiday here, it's eating back up in the community. So there's a family fun event. Um, this is Shark Pond 8, presented by National Geographic. Oh. And that's going to be Saturday and Sunday, July 16th and 17th at the Florida State Fairgrounds. They're going to offer 100 ocean-themed vendors, celebrities from Shark World, as well as local groups like Tampa Bay Watch, and it's all dedicated to raising awareness about shark and ocean conservation. Very good. And that's Saturday the 16th and Sunday the 17th of July. Um, Next up, it looks like we have um, on Monday, July 11th, from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m., SUAC, the Sustainable Urban Agricultural Coalition, is hosting their monthly Ad Egg celebration. 
at uh, Enoch D. Davis Center in St. Petersburg. And this celebration will feature Maggie Jensen, who's going to speak on organic edible garden design. Um, we have another one here on Wednesday, July 6th from 12 to 1. Uh, is going to be a lunch and learn about beneficial insects for the home and garden. That's an online and in-person event sponsored by the Polk County Extension Services, and that will be held at Lakeland Electric, which is at 501 East Lemon, uh, Lemon Street in Lakeland, Florida. Um, also on July 6th, from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m., there will be an open discussion um, called Recycle Right, focused on issues facing Florida with respect to recycling. Very and good. that one's sponsored by the Sarasota County Extension Services and held at Shamrock Park Nature Center in Venice, Florida. That's um, great. Wow, you found a lot of... You right, did. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. You Kitty does that sometimes, so she knows how hard that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, there's also rainwater harvesting workshop oh. on July 9th from 11 uh, a.m. to 12 p.m., that's also sponsored by uh, County Extension. That one's Hillsboro at their location in Fefner. And then I think there's also an in-person composting workshop building on last week's show, um, sponsored also by Hillsboro County yes. Extension Services. And that's on the 9th of July from 8.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. in Fefner. You know, I wanted to say that I know about those because I'm registered with Eventbrite. Yes. And Eventbrite, if you put in your interests, they will tell you when there's events. It'll come in your email. Or actually, it just comes, I'll get a little notice on my app on uh, Eventbrite. So it's a great way to keep up with that stuff. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice there. Uh, yeah, Kenny mentioned that as well. Yeah. Do you have any more for us today, Seth? Um. Wow, I got through six of them, so no. <laughs> okay, I know that was a lot. <laughs> I just didn't want you to you feel left are out. very efficient today, so we appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. You guys have a great fourth with all your kids. Thank you so much. You all as well. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And if you don't mind, I'd like to go back and just talk a little bit about the health. We have a couple of minutes or a few minutes, so let's just roll with that pretty quickly. The health component of our community garden. Yes. Um, Some people know that I lost my husband eight years ago when he was having a diabetic episode. And the police officers did not recognize that he was having an an episode, pulled him out his car, Mm. leaned on his back, he passed away. I'm that. so sorry. But my husband was a diabetic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we know in our community is there are certain diseases that affect us very much, particularly people of color. Mm-hmm. And so as we talk about gardening, for us, it's not only about the benefits of garden. It's not only about gardening itself. It's about all the other benefits. Health benefits, yes. Health benefits, being aware of our body working hard to keep our bodies well. Mm -hmm. And gardening is a core part of that. Exercising, there are more people that, people will spend more time gardening and exercising than any other exercise. I didn't know that. At one time. Yes, that's what our research indicates. So uh, it's important for us that people recognize all of these benefits of gardening. Yes. And we are here to help them. And you know, beyond that, even when you're talking about diabetes, that is a a big proponent in food deserts because that is a thing that people are, you know, eating out of a, a 
7-Eleven or whatever type of a yes. little gas station store that's there because that's all they have access to. So they're not getting the plant-based healthy foods that are offered if you are a gardener. Mm-hmm. And then you can get that live food in your diet, which yes. will help reduce your chances of being a diabetic. Yes. So for those who have type 2, type 1, they can't help it. Yeah, right. okay. Well, I'm so sorry for your loss. But I'm glad that you're able to bring forth some knowledge to share with people from that loss. Mm -hmm. And that's the good lesson that we can learn from that, Mm -hmm. I think. We have one of the gardeners in our Healthy 22nd Street Garden Initiative that, uh, her name is Brenda, and uh, she got so excited. She had recently retired, and like the next month, she was still trying to figure out what to do with herself after (laughs) retiring, you know how that can be. Uh, She put in her front yard garden, well, our project put in a front yard garden for her, and she started growing all her own veggies, and she was so excited she would take pictures every month and send it to us. (laughs) I'm eating this from my garden. (laughs) That's so great. And, you know, when you get really good at it, then you have excess, and then you you can give it to your friends. Yeah. There's one economic benefit that showed that from Louisiana, that if if we spend $5 a week of our dollars, we could generate up to $91 million impact to the economy. I can believe it. I mean, you know... If we had a better system of getting locally produced veggies to the market right you know now. we had some people on last week and their show was uh, rescue uh, food rescue us right. and they take all those foods yes. and bring it to the people in food deserts and they right. do pop-ups it's a wonderful thing and if, then you've had another show on recently with the lemon graft people oh, who yeah. are about to use technology to help connect growers with food eaters right. so that they can directly benefit uh with uh, yeah, with people, the technology. They can catch up with food, uh, lemon graft, mm-hmm. graft, G-R-A-F-T, and uh, then what you can do is you say what you need, you find out who has it, and then you find out how to get it and yes. where to get it. It's yes. a wonderful system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the more we can do like that to share with each other, uh, the better, yep. you know. But we have a few more minutes. So is there some highlights that we would There's, like to meet up with? No, e. Uh, no emails or anything? I have an email. Oh, great. Well, we do want to ma- make sure that everybody knows that the Coalition of Community Gardens invites you to come to the fifth annual Grow Gardens Conference in Tampa on uh, August the 27th. It's a day-long conference, 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock. It'll include lunch, and we'll have speakers, uh, from noted speakers from throughout the area, but also we've invited a national speaker, and we're very excited for this conference. We're going to have a super party the night before and that's so party. fun that would be fun <laughs> yeah. they they some good include parties. hats and all kinds of costumes and fun fun stuff on friday night and then saturday the 27th is our conference so oh. write that down save the date guys we'll put that in our uh our program at the end i write up a thing and we'll get all okay. that information i do have an email oh. and was able to find it so that's pretty exciting for me <laughs> so we have an email from bev K-I-E-N-Y, Keeney, I'm hoping I said it right. And she says, I live in Forest Hills. How can I learn more about community Mm -hmm. gardens on city-owned property? Uh Can we have a meeting this summer of interested parties in Tampa? Approached one group and offered multiple locations and want to choose the best. And I have a phone number um, uh, for her, too, and I'll give it to you later. What's her first name? 
Uh, so her name is Bev. Bev. Okay, Bev. So uh, we're going to connect after, and yeah. we're going to see what we can do to help you. You know, there is a, a Forest Hills Community Garden at the Forest Hills Presbyterian Church. So uh, shout out to Kenny too on his fourth another Forest Hill residence. So uh, I, we are really about out of time here. Uh, so we have a, a little thing we need to talk about at the end. Let's see if I can find that piece of paper. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and our weekly content, please consider going to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar, and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. Your donation helps keep us on the air. Stick, us, stick around for the next hour to hear WMNF's Tampa Monday Music with Flea. If you want to hear more public interest programming, you can switch over to WMNF HD3 Channel, the source to listen to today's Tom Hartman Show Live. Tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, where we will be talking with Jim. Jenny Stillbolt, author of several books. The latest is Adventures of a Transplanted Gardener, advice for new Florida gardeners. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living WMNF, to stay in the loop. And I want to 